for listening. Thanks for downloading episode 25 of the Cube Nerds podcast. 25 episodes. It's only taken like two years, but hey, we're here. We're trying to be more consistent, even though we, uh, we, didn't, we didn't get one out last week. Sorry about that. It's so hard to get everybody on the same page, especially we're now trying to do three people. We've already had the casual employee tell us he kind of wants to bow out for a little bit. He's not one for, for debating and conversation while me and the know-it-all employee like to like to rant and rave, and I know I love the sound of my own voice, so I like to keep talking. Unfortunately, though, too, the know-it-all employee is having some health issues, uh, so we wish a very fast and speedy recovery and big recovery to the know-it-all employee. Today we can start podcasting again. We'll get together soon. I'll try to do another live in-person podcast. Not this week, because this week I'm going to see Avengers Endgame on Thursday. Right now I'm driving home on my lunch break on Tuesday. So this will be up tomorrow on Wednesday. Driving home on Tuesday to go home and enjoy this nice weather. And spend some time with my kids. So I'm going to finish working out my day at least. you know. But at least you know, when I get done working at 530, I'll already be home and there'll still be some sunshine instead of leaving at because I'll get stuck at work and then not getting home until after 7 and then having even less time because it's time for dinner and then the kids got to go to bed and it's, it's, you know, don't get much time. So at least if I can go home and spend some time there, it's enjoyable. I just think, I think about my son all day and the, how funny he is and the stuff that he does and I just want to spend so much more time with him. As I was just telling the casual employee is that I, I wish I could quit just so I could be home to spend more time with my son, because he's that much fun, and I love him that much, and it's just so much fun to be around, and I wish I could quit my job and just spend, just do a full have a full-time job spending it with my kids, because that's it's the greatest, and we built my son a little play yard for Easter that he just can't get enough of, and now, like I said, with the nice weather, he's just always going to want to be outside, so I'll finish out my day, and then we'll be able to play, and also, too, uh, this weekend is the town-wide garage sale. So that's another thing we have to prepare for. Me and my wife have been doing this for the past couple of years now, probably five years now we've been doing garage sales. Big sellers are DVDs, believe it or not. And comic books didn't sell too well. We have a lot of clothes, baby clothes, women's clothes. Men, men's clothes don't sell too much, uh, but women's clothes fly off the shelves. So we always try to do that. Make a couple of hundred bucks for the weekend. I'm more of a buyer and flipper because I can't stand... I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast, too. So, oh my God, a huge turtle crossing the street. Oh, this poor guy. I hope he doesn't get run over. Oh, he's turning around. Going the other way. Smart man. So, yeah, I'm coming to you from the On The Go studio for the first time in a while. And I guess I'll, maybe I'll talk about side hustling. I think I've done that a, a before. I'll talk about that a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, so this weekend will be the town-wide garage sale. And I can't stand, I mean, I want to be like, like uh, there was a TV stand. I must have bought it probably for close to $100 when I first moved into my house. And I sold it last year, the year before. I sold it for like 30 bucks. Nice glass TV stand. And, of course, the guy has to say, how about 20 uh, Fine. Take it for 20 God damn it kills me, tears me apart to get rid of this stuff for that little amount of money. My wife, of course, says, hey, look, just get rid, we just want to get rid of it, right? So 20 is better than nothing. But 
I, uh, 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 it's painful to do that. I hate haggling. I hate doing stuff like that. It's just, it's such a pain. I can't, uh, I can't stand haggling. And everything you do, one guy, we were, we, he bought some brand new board games. Uh, Walking Dead Yahtzee and a couple of the board games that we have that we never even got to play. We never got to open. I think we bought them as Christmas presents. We never gave them to anybody, so we just sold them the way they were. Brand new, still in the package, not even open, everything. Sold them for like five bucks a piece, not even. Maybe, maybe they were a dollar a piece, my wife was giving them away for. And the guy goes, oh, can you do 50 cents? I'm like, asshole. Yeah, sure, I'll do 50 cents. And then, can you break a 50? Get off my fucking property. No, I can't break a 50. But, oh, my God, the, the look of, of despair that I gave this guy. Because, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll break your 50. Let's see if I can. Oh, man, the nerve, though. I don't know where anybody gets balls big enough to go. That's that's what I don't like, too, because I don't even like going and haggling on my own. Where somebody's already giving you something for a dirt cheap price, and you're going to go ahead and ask for an even lower price. Like, come on, man. Cut, cut somebody some slack here. I bought, I bought, the guy actually was up, he used to live up the street from me, and he was selling Marvel Zombies action figures. They were out of the package, but he had it all together, and he sold them for, to me, for a dollar a piece. I believe that's what it was. I don't know if I, I, I haggled them down. I think I might have even given him five. It was, it was three bucks, and I may have even given him five bucks, because I don't have three bucks, and you can keep the change. I don't need the two bucks that bad. I ended up selling those three action figures for $150 on eBay. But it's funny how fast it goes, because, yeah, I'd like to, to give them some money back, but before I knew it, it was all gone. I needed that 150 bucks. Sorry, man. I would have loved to have given you something back, but that's how fast it goes, because I still got bills to pay and other stuff going on. But, yeah, it's, I mean, constant side hustling. I actually just bought a, a pro wrestling crate from ProWrestlingTees.com. Because uh, they were doing a large bundle sale, fifty dollars for two hundred and fifty dollars worth of stuff. Awesome, sounds good. So let me take the co- the money in my PayPal from the comic books I just sold, and try to sell some of this extra pro wrestling crate stuff that I'm not going to want, and make some extra cash on that too. I constantly think about selling and flipping any way to make extra cash because you know what? Because there's no movement at my job. I'm not getting a raise. I mean, I won't see one for another year almost, hopefully, unlike this past fucking year. Um, but there's no extra money coming in unless there's overtime, which I work, or, the, you know, the on-call hours I get. So I got to try to make extra cash where I can. I'm trying to save up, trying to buy a house. I need more room for my, my big family. I'm not really expanding family anymore. We're kind of good where we're at. But my family is too big for my current house. And, oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, halfway through the day, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm pushed. But I need more money for a bigger house for my family, and I need to find that anywhere I can. That's what Cube Nerds is all about. That's where, you know, I'm trying to start another podcast soon. Um, yeah, got to gotta make it where you can. That's where the garage sale comes in. We constantly try to flip stuff and make stuff on the side, and, and it's, a, it's a constant grind and constant work. I'll grind it out Another piece of content For Cube Nerds I know the Instagram Hasn't been as boom When I've Kind of gotten lazy With the memes You know You know It's, it's funny Because 
I was thinking about that on my way into the office this morning and posting content. And there's the, you know, the brand. You, you, know, you want your personal brand out there. But we try to stay a little anonymous here for the sake of not bad mouth on our company, but to still be able to talk to you on a personal level. And I, I think about myself, and it's like, well, what can I post? What's interesting about sitting at my desk all day? Like, like some days, you know, something happens that's a little off kilter, and then there's something to talk about. But that doesn't happen every day. Four other days out of the week, out of the five days of the work week, there's nothing going on. So that's why I find a meme is a, is a nice little thing to post, but what else can I post? Can I post my, my cup of coffee or my pillowcase full of almonds that I'm constantly snacking on? Uh, you know, some pictures of, uh, you know, of us podcasting. What the hell else am I going to post? I'm sitting at my desk all day. And, what you know, what can I do? I post my, my, desk, my desk junk. I'd love other folks to send me their desk junk. If you, if you come across me on Instagram before and I see some desk junk of my own, I like to comment and make a post about it and talk to you about it, say, you know, hey, they, this stuff is cool. And I, I'd love for people to send me their, their pictures of their desk junk Tell me a little bit about it. On the Cube Nerds website, there's a few folks that have done that before. But, yeah, send some pictures of the, the desk junk and the stuff you have at your desk to cubenerds at gmail.com, and I'll post it on the site. Uh, give me a little blurb talking about it, why you have that kind of stuff at your desk. Because um, at that, too, I mean, I always thought that was funny. That people say, I don't know what to do with this. That's why I posted it there, and they don't know what to do with the random knickknacks and stuff they have. That's exactly what I do is I take the, like, I have my unmasked Funko Pop collection. I have no room to display that stuff at home, so I put it on my desk. And if you've seen my other past photo, maybe I'll post it again, of my past desk junk of my Spider-Man collection, which took up my two shelves at my cubicle in my first office, where people were coming from other floors of the building to check out this whacking collection. And right now they're all in a giant Tupperware in my attic because, you know, what am I going to do in a Rubbermaid tub in my attic? Because what am I going to do with it? But I don't have the room because my desk has only gotten smaller throughout the years. I don't have room for all this stuff. Now it's in a tub. Otherwise, you know, when I used to have a nice place to display it at my desk, I used to have a cool thing to do. Hey, yeah, let's, let's make it a little homely. Started with like six pieces and it just blew up to be huge. People would give me stuff and their kids and all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, that's what I had. That was the place to display it. That's the desk chunk. That's what goes there. You know, I have different knickknacks you collect over the years, people that have brought me stuff. And, and everybody has different stuff, which is so funny. That's why I find it so interesting. Some people go overboard. Some people put nothing. And where did you get that? Why do you have that? Why did you dis- Why did you choose to display that at your desk? And I see tons of people put up different stuff. They have posters. They have artwork. Some people, uh, some people's cubicles that I have seen are just are, are amazing. They look like little Zen offices. The, 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 it's like like the, the color scheme is right. There's nice wood decorations and doorways and archways. I have seen some wild cubicles out there that I wish my cubicle looked like. If I could work out of that, I would be so so calm. Like I have just like a little bubbling waterfall gimmick plugged in and is running on the corner. It's so nice and peaceful to work there. I don't know how you guys can do that. I mean, maybe you're not in a call center environment and you just can stick to your own self and work on your own. Like, I know the programmers on the other side of my office, they don't even talk. I'll go into the cafeteria. I was thinking about this the other day because there's a topic to talk about because it just, because literally just came up. I'd go into the, the kitchen 
on my lunch break, and there could be three people in there, silent, looking at their phones. Why are you even sitting in the kitchen? Go back to your desk if you just if you don't want to talk to anybody. Go back to your desk and sit there and stare at your phone. But no, three people that choose to step away from their desk, go sit in the kitchen and enjoy their lunch, but refuse, not refuse, well, I guess refuse, because they just, just not talk to each other. It's even more awkward when it's two people. Two people in there all by themselves, looking at their phones, not talking to each other. That's so awkward. I feel like that would just, you'd have to strike up a conversation. And, then, and not sitting, like, on two different parts of the room. Sitting directly across from each other, looking at their phone, not even acknowledging that someone else is sitting there. It's so weird. I mean, I, I mean, I understand, you know, being addicted to your phone. That's, that's life these days. But it's so weird to not interact with somebody and not talk to somebody that way. But I guess they need to, the programmers need to step away from their desk that much that they just have to get away. And a lot of their, de- their um, desks I've seen are not overly decorated. But, I mean, when you're a programmer and you're just sitting there staring at codes, staring at the screen, you know, you got to step away once in a while. If you're a code monkey, you got to, you know, you need a break. But that's, that's how it goes. But I know for me, like, I can I can zone out because I'm not on the phone. I can step away from my desk. Somebody pops me up. Maybe I can ignore it. I can put myself in my lunch, you know, awks and, and just enjoy my, you know, my own time, my personal time. And that's, that's the point of making your cube home. You want to make your cube comfortable. That's why when I first got there, my first job, my first cubicle experience, I sat there and I was listening to the other person take calls and learning. And then when it was my time to take calls, I said, can I, is it okay if I go to my desk? You know, can I go to my cubicle and, and make a call from there? Because, you know, I'll just feel more comfortable doing that. And that's what I did. You want to make your cube feel like home. So I brought in a couple of Spider-Man toys. I put them up on the shelves. And just to make it feel comfortable and homely and put myself in a, in a confident work environment or a you know, comfortable work environment to make myself feel confident in my job and, and I just ran from there. I never swapped places with somebody so, you know, at their desk and I took calls or they just listened in. Maybe they listened in but they sat next to me at my desk because that's where I was going to work so that's where I wanted to be. Another funny story, a, a casual employee was in on this, funny enough, when I first changed desks I came in, and the, the shelf, the, the closet, the drawer, the door, whatever, the, the, my, my shelf was closed. So someone had pulled the shelf out and closed the shelf on me when I was just about to switch to a new desk. And immediately it was like, oh, shit, all right, here we go. What, what did happen? What did they do? And a little bit of rookie hazing as all my Spider-Man positions were then bent over and in these compromising situations. But, you know, I laughed. They didn't even, you know, they worried about how I was going to react. But, hey, when you're a good sport about it, it, you know, it lets you be part of the group. And, yeah, I didn't think anything of it. I don't mind touching my stuff. And, you know, because it was only a couple things, and I moved on to the next. I was moving my desk anyway, which is what they said. So, yeah, we had a good laugh about it. It's still a story I tell to this day, as you can see. So, your cube needs to be like home. There's some people, though, I, when I got to my new, even in this last job, where, where my current job, my first desk that I had, 
I brought in a whole bunch of stuff and knickknacks that I had for my other job just to place on my desk to say this is my job. And the guy who sat across from me, who had been there for two years already, he said it. He goes, I've been here two years. This guy's got more shit in his desk than I do because that's what I want to do. It's a pain when you got to move your desk and you have so much stuff to move, that's for sure. But it makes it feel like home. It makes it feel comfortable. It's my desk, my spot, my cube. And that's, you know, that's where I feel confident to work. I can't just sit at any desk and not have my monitors the way they are and just have to look at my tiny little laptop screen. It takes me right out of the confidence of doing my job. But some folks don't like to do that. Some folks just keep their desk the way it is, and they come in and they do their job. It can work that way. If you can, that's, that's on you. If that's what makes you feel comfortable, that's interesting because you're not – maybe that's also the disconnect between your job and your home life. You don't want to get too invested at work, and you don't want to get that comfortable at work because then you're too invested at work, and you, you, know, you disassociate yourself with your home life. Let all your personal thoughts and belongings be home, whereas your personal life. That's another interesting way to look at it, if that's how you are. Me personally, like I said, and a lot of folks I work with, because I've seen the people that really overly decorate their cubes. You want to make it homely. That's where it's at. That's what you are. You're there, you're at your desk more than your home. You know, you're trapped inside your cubicle for more hours than you're actually home with your family or even by yourself just enjoying your home life. So you might as well enjoy your desk and make it feel comfortable. And then, and, you know, some people have fans. They have those little candle burner things. And like I said, I, I have seen some desks over, you know, on Instagram that over the years of searching, or even just recently, you know, searching cube life and cubicle life and all the, the different hashtags on Instagram and just, build, you know, getting to know the cube nerds community. And, yeah, there is some folks who have some real interesting setups out there. And I find that fascinating. I wish I had that kind of sense of design to make my cube look so awesome and so comfortable. These people that do that, it's, it's amazing. It's an art form. It's a talent to be able to decorate your cube. You should be an interior designer not working in cubicles. Right, that's an idea. There you go. There's a side hustle for somebody. You can, do, you can be a cube designer an interior cubicle decorator and you can specify you know, well that's another that's another group of folks that I've been talking to on cube nerds maybe we'll be working with them soon but yeah they you know provide different things just for you to decorate your cube with maybe you'll be hearing about them soon different things to decorate your cube with that to, to make it yours I think it's a great idea you want to make it yours you want to have artwork up that you enjoy, and, and again, it, it's your personal space, but I'll tell you what, man, and I put this on, this was, you know, the top five things to get your cube nerd this holiday season, but that was two years ago, but it's an article on the cube nerd's website, the ultimate piece of desk junk is a Funko Pop, I'm pretty sure there are no less than Ten people at my job who have Funko Pops at their desk. And there's maybe only like one person that has one. Other people have at least two out of the package, in the box. That Funko Pops are the ultimate piece of office decor. Because they're, 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 they're so, I mean, 
it, it expresses your personality, which is so funny. I mean, I, I love them. I think they're great. The casual employee thinks they're a fad. I don't think so. I don't think they're going anywhere because they're just evolving. The, the you know, the, 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 the designs, the molds are, are full bodies now standing up with just the big heads. They're, they're, they do every freaking character imaginable. So having a Funko Pop is like it, it displays your personality because it's the stuff you're into. If you because they make them for everybody, Golden Girls Pops, Street Fighter Pops, Game of Thrones, superheroes, video games, anything you want, you've got a Funko Pop for it. You can display at your desk. Rick and Morty, I know is another huge one. Love Rick and Morty. That people put, you know, they put at their desk, and it it's expresses their individualism, you know, somebody else's designs, but hey, this is what I like, and I like looking at this thing, and I keep it at my desk, and it helps personalize my desk a little bit, there's so many, like I said, I have a ton, this, I know that the, the casual employee has a bunch, the bunch of folks we work with that have them, there's so many, they're so cool, and yeah, man, I, and I'm sure there's a shitload of people out there who have Funko Pops, and your cubicle is where you love to display them. And that's exactly, that's what, that's almost like what they're made for. Bobbleheads are, are for your desk, and they're exactly that. They're the new take on bobbleheads. And they're all, they're so cool. I have a ton that I just stack up on my desk now. It started with, you know, one or two, and then it just evolves. But some folks have a few, you know, they, they have their Game of Thrones ones, all the new ones coming out, i got to get that one. Another guy I work with, I know he collects a bunch of them. And not even, like, any specific ones. If he just thinks it's cool, he grabs and collects it. I, we were just talking about it today. I can't do that because then I would have a ton. There's so many that I think are cool, but I can't just buy the cool ones because I'll have... It, first of all, it'll throw off my collection. But also, I'll have so many that I don't know where to put, and I'll be spending money on stuff I don't need. Which, you know, I do enough for that already. But, yeah, there's stuff, man. Love Funko Pops. They're a great piece of desk, John. They're a great gift item for anybody, for anybody who works at a desk, get them one of those, and they just, you know, something they love, and they can put it at their desk, and just show it off, and they'll enjoy it, so, you know, more things to, to, to put out there, they, uh, yeah, I mean, decorating your cube is, is, is everything, it, it expresses who you are, and, now, one question I always thought, which, I don't know, maybe somebody out there can help fill me in on that, I always wondered as far as decorating your cubicle goes. Is it too far if you decorate your cube as far as as far as like a third party who's looking at your desk? Like what if your boss's boss came to your desk and saw that you have a whole stack of toys at your desk? What does that say about you? Does that say that you're immature? Can they can they rely on a manager who collects toys at their desk? Does it, you know, it, does, is it a deterrent from a promotion for decorating your cube that much? And I think about that. Like, I have pins I keep on my lanyard. And for a while, I took them off, and I said, the hell with it, and I put them back on. But I, I worry about stuff like that. I think about stuff like that all the time. Do you, is, it, is it a detriment to decorate your cubicle to that extent? And I've always looked at manager cubicles and how far they go as far as decorating. And I haven't seen any any folks that do. They don't go overboard. They have little knickknacks here and there. But I guess maybe it's the company. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the times. If you have a manager who decorates their cube like crazy, I mean, does that show that you're not 100% focused on your work? 
because you've got tons of knickknacks and decorations at your desk? Is that what that says? Maybe. I don't know. That's something to think about. Well, something I think about. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if, it, if it's something that brings me down, something that, that hurts me or reflects negatively on me as far as if I can, you know, my behavior and the thought process behind me and my dedication to my job. I'm interested in that. Let me know what you think about that. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. Let me know if that's something that you think about or worry about decorating your cube too much. When is too much too much? And is there a too much when it comes to getting ahead or how you're looked upon by fellow employees? You know, I mean, I know my last company sure as hell probably wasn't going to promote somebody to a manager who had two shelves full of Spider-Man toys. And it's a bummer because that's who I am and that's what I enjoy. But I guess that's that's what I have to do. I have to choose between myself and the kind of person I am, you know, that's how I like to express myself. Or do I want a promotion at my job? That sucks. But it very well could be likely. But that's also that's something that I've heard come up regarding expressing yourself on, like, Instagram and putting your personal brand out there. I don't like to... I don't have a personal, per se, Instagram page where I just talk about myself and I don't hold anything back, you know, and express pictures of my kids, my job, and stuff like that. I don't really have one of those. But... It's because I also, too, is that something that you want to do because recruiters look at that and managers look and they see your stuff out there and, you know, is that something that's going to hurt you? Is that going to have them develop a different opinion about you because of the way you portray yourself in social media and they get a look inside your personal life? Or is that the nature of the beast now? Is it 2019 and managers are just going to have to roll with the punches and be a little more open to how people react? people, you know, treat themselves, not that's not the word I'm looking for, people portray themselves on social media. It's interesting. But, you know, that's all up to interpretation. And I find that interesting because I don't know what folks are doing. And I guess it's something I can interview a manager about and ask them, hey, what do you think about this? Or if there's other managers listening, let me know. What what, is there any personal stuff that you look at from an employee standpoint and say, yeah, no, I, or, or it changes your judgment about them? I'm interested about that. I know for teachers it's like that. I have two cousins that actually had to get rid of their social media pages, their Facebook pages, because they were afraid of how they could be perceived online. Or students would come across their page and get a look into their personal life. Fuck your health. Excuse me. Look into their personal life and think about how, you know, they, they would be perceived and they can't they can't have this. They can't have any kind of negative light portrayed on them. But that's how it goes. That's that's what you that's the risk you take by putting all your stuff out there, putting your personal life out there. That's why we try to keep a little little bit of, you know, secret secret to the the Cube Nerds podcast. So that we you know we can't can't really be held against us or can be as little as possible. That's why I don't mention my company or I mention my full name or anything like that. Just in case, even though you know, I try to say I love the company I work for, which I do, love them. But you can't be too careful. And I know if somebody, I'm pretty sure if a manager at my old company got a hold of this and I 
looking for a promotion, they sure as shit would hold it against me. But that's it too. There's so many different ways to express yourself. Like I, it's interesting too. Like the way comic book writers that work for Marvel, they can still go out and do creator own projects. It doesn't reflect on them, you know, their their Marvel comic book writing or a detriment to that. But they can still go out and do their own creator own projects if they prefer. And actually, also too now, like looking at WWE superstars, uh, like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are, are a good example. Even though they're the tag team champions right now, they still have their own podcast where they talk about wrestling figures or toys and action figures and stuff like that because that's what they dig doing. And they can do that, I guess, without having to worry about ridicule from you know the company they work for. Maybe because I'm specifically talking about the company I work for, that's why it's a little bit different. But is it something that could hurt me? I don't know. I do not know. I'm interested to find out, though. But again, is it something that I'm willing to sacrifice? Would I be willing to set Kubner's aside if it was gonna, if it was a detriment to me getting the promotion? I don't know. Because I really, I really like the message I'm trying to say with Kubner's. And what I'm trying to do with Cube Nerds, I, I enjoy that that much. Maybe if I knew that there was a promotion in line and, you know, the money was there, I would have to. It would be a reason for me to do that. I don't know. But, you know, that's, that's, that's like I said, I have to cross that bridge when I came to it. But that's not how it is. So right now there's no promotions in sight, so I'm going to keep doing my thing keep trying to get the word out there like I want to. I love I love Cubans. I love the podcast. I love the idea of it. I love the idea of building a community around all of us that work in cubicles and offices and we can talk about our, our issues and discuss things. It's the work life, man. It's what brings us together. And There's so many folks that work in cubicles. It's so interesting. And it's like an untapped resource to me that nobody ever touches upon. Because you know what it is, too? Because nobody's proud to work in a cubicle. So many folks, I feel like everyone who works in a cubicle wants to do their own thing. You know, you have some people who just enjoy their job and they do their job and that's it. But there's lots of people who, I guess I won't say everybody, but a large amount of folks that I know try to do their own thing, wish they could do their own thing on the side. They have their own dreams and aspirations. Because, you know, nobody dreams of working in a cubicle their whole life. But so many people do that why not band together? Why not have a community about it? Where, you know, we, we it's not like it's something we can avoid. We don't have to hide it. We don't got to bullshit ourselves or anybody else that we have desk jobs or work in cubicles. We all know it sucks. We all know the pitfalls and the, the pros and cons of working there. So why not get together about it, spread the word, start using, you know, start using the term cube nerd as a, as a, uh, a verb, not a verb, that's an action word, as an adjective, the describing word, so, where, you know, that's what we are, we're cube nerds, working in our desk jobs, doing our thing, and it's something that, I mean, shit, you, yeah, if you listen to my story and my journey, I'd love to get out of my cubicle. I'd love to get away from my desk job. 
But here I am, and it's the path that I went down. For the most part, I'm stuck here because... I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, I sure I could quit at any time and do my own thing, but I I just don't feel like I could take that risk. So I need the benefits and I need the steady income for my kids and my family, especially now. But even even before that, I still don't think I'd have the balls to quit because having a steady job is huge. You know, that's that's a it's a it's very inspiring for people who I hear who have jobs and choose to quit because they you know they don't like it. Like, if somebody just doesn't like their job and they quit, that's, like, amazing to me. Hats off to you. You've got the cojones to do that and try something else because you've got that confidence where, like, you know, just get another job. That's great. I mean, I don't want to take that risk. But also, too, that comes with the years that I've done it. I'm too comfortable. And that's just what goes with it, you know. So. Yeah. All right, so. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. Pause for the cause. Hear a little sponsor from Anchor while I uh, order my drive-through lunch. I'll be back in a minute, folks. All right. So the audio quality on the first half sucked. I can't figure that out. I have my microphone plugged in. I use the Anchor app, and sometimes it sounds good. Sometimes it sounds like oh, just a regular phone call. And it drives me friggin' nuts because I go on this talking tangent and I don't get to talk and listen. And it's not a a size quality of the audio. I can't friggin' figure it out. So now I'm using a different app to download my recording and then I'll import it into the app. You know what? I I just want to extend a huge thank you to folks who actually listen to the the podcast when it's like that. Because I can't. That drives me nuts. When the audio quality sounds like just somebody talking on the phone, I fucking hate it. I, I can't stand it. But if you can and you still listen and you tough it out, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for downloading and listening anyway. But especially when you deal with the, all the other shit like the loud stitching sounds and screeches that happens. Like when I use the app I'm using now, which hopefully doesn't happen. But I guess we'll see because I can't figure that shit out either. I guess that's the trouble, you know. I'm trying to record and drive at the same time and use these apps, and it's, you know, it's not perfect, but at least I get to do something. But yeah, thanks so much for those of you that download and listen and tough out all the audio problems and all this shit. 25 episodes, and I'm still trying to get it together. You know, maybe by 50, I'll have it right. But now, I mean, at least when I can sit down and use my microphone on my computer, that works no problem. We use Skype. Got a little system down okay, but trying to get us all together on the same page is even fucking harder. So, but that comes in time. So yeah, so we'll we'll leave it at that. I talked about decorating your cube and you know pretty much the work life and what we got to deal with, the, how we get by every day, and we do what we do because you know we need to. So, cube nerds unite. Go ahead and uh, make sure to to subscribe and rate and review because I love hearing it. If you want to tell me the audio quality sucks, you know, try to be nice about it because I'd still like to get some other people to give it a chance. But yeah, you can let me know that. Actually, I prefer you tweet me that the audio quality sucks at cube underscore nerds on Twitter. Tweet me that the audio quality sucks. 
don't uh, put it on you know iTunes or whatever because yeah, it just deters other people from listening. I'd still like to get some kind of new listeners going on here. But yeah, if you could rate, review, subscribe, all that other good stuff, definitely helps the podcast. Uh, you can also make sure you listen on Podcoin. Too. I'm supposed to I can do some kind of like 30 second or 60 second ad. I don't know the details about it, but use Podcoin. And that's even without me, them really telling me. Like on the last episode when I mentioned Podcoin, that was all me. That had nothing to do with podcast promoting me or anything like that. Because Podcoin is awesome. Podcoin helps, uh, you know, it shows listeners and everything like that that we have. And it's good for you because the longer you listen, the more Podcoins you earn and the more stuff you can do to get gift cards and all kinds of cool stuff you actually get paid to listen to podcasts i know i use it because i'm listening to podcasts anyway so why not get you know some kickback for it but thanks for listening thanks for listening to our ads and anchor and all that other stuff i appreciate it appreciate everything everybody toughing and toughing through everything and listening and liking our content means so much it's very cool to be doing that let me uh, lower my microphone a little bit because there's a cop driving past and the inspection on my car is about four months past due. Okay, there we go. We're good. And thank you again. Yeah. So Cube underscore nerds on Twitter. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you like, don't like. Always like hearing from folks. And make sure also, too, to go to Cube Nerds on Instagram. Always more active on there. Posts I'm liking and communicating with people and interacting a lot with folks on Instagram. There's always the Facebook page, which I like to share a lot of posts and articles on the Facebook page. So it's a little different than everything else. You can also go to or find Cube Nerds on LinkedIn. Because we've got a Cube Nerds LinkedIn page where I like to share articles on there too. Different business and work articles, interesting stuff. Listen to the Cube Nerds podcast. You can go to cubenerds.com. Keep the traffic going there. Uh, let's see, send me an email, cube underscore nerd, or no, just cubenerds at gmail.com. If, if anyone's interested in writing articles for the website, we're all about that. There's be a contributor link right on the Cube Nerds website, or you can shoot me an email. Let me know you're interested, and I'm always looking, at, you know, looking for new people to contribute. You can be a supporter of this podcast. There's actually a link right in the description of this podcast on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere else you get your podcast. There's a link you can copy and paste. You can be a contributor to the podcast. Kick a few bucks back to us, which helps because I know I mentioned that the Cube Nerds website just got renewed and that's not cheap. And even though I don't, you know, even though I don't update it as much, it's still a nice central hub for the Cube Nerds brand. So I still put it out there for folks. But yeah, that's not free. And I like, you know, anybody who wants to help out, I'm all for it. Thank you very much. And I think that's all I got. I've plugged all of our stuff. We try to get Cube Nerds everywhere as possible. If you go to Facebook, make sure you go to the Cube Nerds Unite Facebook group. Start a discussion on there. Start some talking. Nobody's done anything yet. I think one person has said something. That's about it. But, uh, yeah, you know, once we get the ball rolling there, that's the spot I want it to be. It's a closed Facebook group. Maybe it's a public Facebook. Maybe it's a public group. I don't know. But go there and find out. And talk all your Cube Nerd stuff. Talk about your day. I love hearing about people's day and the wacky stuff they see. Last episode we talked about, you know, when your cup holder's broken. And all the wacky stuff that we've talked about. I love hearing stuff like that. Crazy things your clients have said. The wacky stuff that, you know, you've experienced in your day. Or maybe if you have any questions for folks. How do you get through the day? 
that's what the Cube Nerds Unite Facebook group is about. So get on there, start talking, start communicating. Be a part of the discussion. Thanks so much for listening, folks. If you're just starting your day, I hope you have a good day. Or if you're on your way home, I hope you did have a good day. And I hope that your tomorrow is better than today.